0: Hello
1: and welcome to a very special episode of The Bachelor Podcast. It's one of your co-hosts, Jared Freed. I'm here and very excited to bring on the co-host of the Behind the Rose podcast, Blake Horstman. thank you for coming on. Absolutely, man, been a minute. How you doing? I'm good. I mean, it's been legit. Just a minute. I was just <laughs> on your podcast, and we had a great time recapping the show. If anyone wants to go back and like go listen to that, uh, you know, you know, listen kind of a, as an entree into Blake's podcast, which is yeah. great. Go check out my episode. It's called Behind the Rose Podcast. They, you guys, recap the show. Ta- 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 give us the one minute commercial and why everyone should go subscribe to your show right now. Go comment,
2: like, and subscribe to Behind the Rose Podcast. We talk any everything and Im- anything reality tv and music so we got a lot of country artists and new musicians coming out so go listen to behind those podcasts appreciate
1: it so i wanted to ask you about this so we're gonna do this is a bonus episode that means we're not gonna like recap we'll get into the show a little bit but i want to hear about your your i didn't know you were a dj
2: yeah man been djing all over the country the last well roughly about year and a half two years i mean during covid didn't but yeah that's wild.
1: So, so does DJing come after the Bachelor, or does it come? Is it an interest before, or do you are you like, oh my god, I got this following, I gotta go do something, and <laughs> you know, wicka wicka? Like, I, I, I just you know like yeah, how does no. it, and you and you must get questioned on yes. that. Like I want to make because I, I there's an eye roll culture to DJ culture, so I ha, defend it. What say you? No, so actually, I'm, not, a, I'm not I, I, do,
2: I do get asked this question all the time, and it's honestly mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. So like I was always the guy. Like, like you can ask all my friends in college, all my family, everybody. I was always a guy like on the ox court or court, mm-hmm. you know, picking music, make me even when I was on the show on The Bachelorette my phone or not my phone, my playlist for the producer's phone would be the one playing all the time. So like, I've always been really so you into were the music. Hu- you city. were
1: the house DJ. Like that. Yes, you were basically, yes, that, the house everyone's DJ. like, Blake's got the playlist. And, and listen, yep. everyone, I, listen, I, I, I challenged you with a question that sounds douchey. Cause I don't, cause I like you Blake and we we get along really well. <laughs> and I've always had fun when you come on my podcast or when I came on mm-hmm. yours, but I, I definitely like, I do. We all know that person. Like we all have that oh, person totally. in the friend group. It's like, that's the playlist guy. That's the playlist woman. You know, That's the person we're going to. So this makes sense to me. Okay. So you're that person in the house.
2: Exactly. I was that guy and I've kind of always been that guy for a long, long time. And when it really started actually, so I was right off of paradise and Caitlin Bristol reached out to me. She was like, would you like to do my live podcast tour? We did like 10 cities in like 16 days or something crazy up and down the West Coast. And mm. I was like, you know what? I'm still under contract. Like, I, I can't. I don't think the show's gonna let me. So I reached out to the show and they were like, we can't let you be a host. You know, you can't like co-host with her. You're still under contract. Okay. But then Caitlin came back and was like, why don't you DJ it? We need a DJ. Why don't you DJ it? And I was like, well, like I, I'll do my best. Like I've never actually DJ'd on like a board, you know. So I bought one, I bought one, I bought a board, and I went out and I just like winged it and I loved it. I became obsessed with the board itself and with the different ways of mixing tracks, mashing tracks. And so then I was like, this is, this might be a career. This might be something I'm interested in.
1: See, one of my good friends is one of like the most famous DJs of all time. Saifa sounds and Saifa. It is interesting because like, I don't know DJ world, but when, and Saifa a hilarious comic now. And he, w- if you walk into somewhere where there's a DJ, play, he knows, It's like he walks around it like it's a it's a whole different language. It's a whole like and people who know him they're like oh my god like it's like you know they go crazy. So like it is a world like it's it's and it's interesting to get like flung into it in that way Mm -hmm. based on Caitlin. Yeah, exactly. It was it
2: was literally. I always tell Caitlin I'm like thank you for doing that because then within everybody kind of saw my videos and I had a uh, DJ who follows me. I'm good friends with DJ Silver and he he Mm. he's part of a the first ever, like, all DJ label. And he reached out to me, like, why don't you be our quote-unquote celebrity DJ and come on my label? And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, I'm in. And so I ended up taking classes. Like, I went and took classes, and I did, like, six weeks of, like, full-on classes to learn how to actually do it. Um, And it's, dude, it's such a rush, man. It's so, so much fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun.
1: Let's go back to Caitlin Bristow. I think that's cool. I love that. And Caitlin, what is... What's she like? Because I've, you know, this podcast we've gotten down, you know, I have been a a vocal person, especially <laughs> people have gotten angry at Kay um, and Chris and I for kind of trashing her and Tayshia a little bit and more so Caitlin than Tayshia. Because, and especially with last week with her doing a 10 minute thing on her proposal, it kind of looked like it was her season of The Bachelorette. Like, like it was just like, <laughs> I don't know whose season this is. What's she like? I'm willing... I Listen, I'm willing to be... To change my mind on someone uh, based on new information. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys are friends. But what's she like and what do you think of the hosting job that she's kind of been put into on the show?
2: So me and Caitlin, yeah, we're super close. We used to be obviously way, way closer. Now she's... I'm busy. She's hosting like one of the biggest sure. shows in the world. So <laughs> she's really busy now. And obviously, me and Jason are super tight. Um, so we're all very, very close. So I love Caitlin. I, she was one of the first people... To defend me after Paradise, she took a chance mm-hmm. on me to come on this, you know, podcast tour. She kind of took a chance on me, and it ended up being great for me because I thought everybody hated me, you know. And then I go on this live podcast
1: tour, and I was like, "Oh, people don't hate me as much," you know. So she's always been there for me,
2: and she's she's great.
1: Yeah, she's doing you a very that's she's doing you a big favor, like you know, it's just being, especially you know, just being like, hey, like you know, here's an olive branch, and she has her audience, exactly uh, you know. What that's it was. that's kind of yeah. like separate from. You know, it's adjacent to The Bachelor. They found her through The Bachelor, and then they become her audience via podcasts and all that. So, like, she's definitely yep. like that is a very nice thing that she's doing. Yeah, I think an
2: olive branch is exactly the right word for it because at that time I was so dark and so deep, just like I didn't know what I was and who I was, and I was like Caitlin was like, "Come mm-hmm. on, like we everybody still likes you, like come out with us." So that was really cool, and also with Caitlin, like. I think in a sense, well, it's fun I I believe that you got a lot of hate because she has some diehard fans out there, man. She has some diehard that off the vine podcast fans is insane. I've never seen anything I don't, like it.
1: I don't not like her, but I would I would say that my thing is that it feels like this is business to her, which it should be. So that's maybe not a fair assumption, but it does feel very plotted and like I'm gonna get my podcast on the air. I'm gonna get you know, like which yeah. You know, brilliant. I would probably do the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like, she,
2: in my opinion, she is one of the most brilliant businesswomen I've ever met by far, and I like. I think personally, most successful in Bachelor Nation for sure.
1: So that's that's saying something about someone that should be you know to me that should be celebrated. So I, I can you know I, I think that's a a very fair and and cool thing. Like mm-hmm. get your money and to create it. You know, people don't want to admit like when someone goes on the Bachelor that they can. There's a talent, there's an actual talent to taking whatever that was, whatever little tinder you were able to rub the sticks together to get, and turning it into an actual company, an actual brand, is very hard to it do. Is. We all believe it's easy. It's not easy. Mm. And you can get it for a little bit, but Caitlin's yeah. five years maybe out of her season. And it's she's
2: a career. And still, in my opinion, is making... She's more successful than anybody who's come on the show before her. And the cool thing about Caitlyn too is she she is very female empowerment, and she's done a lot for like a lot of women out there. And I think that's why people are so passionate about her, uh, whether it be good or bad. They're very passionate about Listen, her.
1: Listen, yeah, I can, I can, I, I my mind's changed. I don't think she's a bad. <laughs> I never thought she was a. I never thought she was a bad person. <laughs> right, but I'm right, saying right, like, right, right. Like I, I definitely, I think the. I, I also do believe they've been put in a bad position. By the Very producers, at, to not be—they haven't been given the total, like run of the show to be hosts. Like if you're gonna, ma-
2: we might have to go off mic. Mike,
1: that's okay. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> no, if you're listening at home, um, and the and the sound on Blake's end changed, so he had a little bit of a mic thing. So he's gonna be off his mic, but he, we, you'll be able to hear him on your end. It just might sound a little different. But I, I would say that she's been put in a hard position by the show because they never gave her and Tasha the reins, And I would also say they made it a two-person job and it's harder when it's two people that are doing it new versus if it was one person that was given all the power, you know?
0: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service, and for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5x, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off.
3: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches.
2: As far as the hosting job itself, so the in-season hosting job, honestly... I don't think it's that hard. Like they have a couple lines, you know. They kind of, you know, I don't think that's hard. But I think after watching this mental, I thought they did a pretty good job because and, and the after the final rose is going to be huge because that's live. That is live television. So that's okay. gonna be huge. that's hard. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. That's that's a real and and I agree with you. Like whenever it came to Chris Harrison, I was like, yeah, during the show, whatever. But his job is two episodes. It's it's legit two episodes and you either nail those or you don't and that'll be debated. But I, so what do you think of this season? What is your kind of like over like overall opinion? So I I am enjoying
2: this season. So it took me a while. I'll be honest. Like the first like three, mm-hmm. four episodes, I was kind of like, oh, here we go. Like the same, the same old like narrative, if you will, you know, as far as villains, blah, 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 sure. for the right reasons. But I, I've started to get attached to some relationships. Like I'm very interested in the Blake and Katie relationship, very interested mm-hmm. in the Craig and Katie relationship, and then I was interested in the Michael and Katie relationship until you know he left this week. Uh, but for me, that's why I watch the show. I don't watch the show for the drama; I really don't. I know a lot of people do, and that's perfectly sure. fine. Perfectly fine. But I personally watch it for like the relationships that are built because I do like the love stories that come out.
1: Well, I I agree with you. I think I think there's like two sides to it. There's making fun of like the insanity of it, and then there's like let's dig into these issues. Like Mike, you bring up Michael A. and Katie. To me, it was very apparent that Michael A, listen, I don't have a child, so I don't know how hard it is to call your kid and go away from the kid and then see the kid being like, where are you, daddy? Like, And I would uh, imagine that is the most difficult thing in the world. Like that, that is something I can't really understand. But when I saw him leave the show, it kind of, to me, I think he saw an out and he wasn't as into her as maybe he was professing to be what did you well, think
2: i agree with you and you're the first person because i actually said this on my podcast too mm. and i got actually quite a few people in my dms being like i kind of agree with you and i look at it i think like being on the show before if whether kate if katie thought michael was the one or michael thought kate well i would say actually if katie thought michael was the one and the producers thought michael was the one for katie there's no way he was leaving They would have bring his son in. They would have brought his son in, whether not necessarily to meet Katie, because he didn't. But just to make
1: it easier on him,
2: they would have found a way if they really truly thought he was the one. Yeah, Mm -hmm, personally, I mean,
1: I I would. um, I mean, it's funny because I got so many the the DMs that disagreed with me all came from moms. (laughs) You know, I had I had a bunch of moms going, "You don't understand what it's like to have a kid." You know, who didn't DM me one dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna stick with my opinion because I listen. I've ended relationships before. Have you ever uh, broken up with someone? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When you break up with someone, they go why? And it's always easier when you have a ironclad, my sons at home solution than hey, we're just not the match. <laughs> like because to me, if you're gonna meet the parent, like like to me, it was more of an important decision to Michael than it was to Katie. Like yeah. Katie was like, I'm gonna be an instant mom, and you're like, I can't believe you're just saying that. And then oh. Michael, like, that's a different thing. Like, I, it's different for Michael to go. I I would have to un uh, if if it doesn't work out, I have to unattach Katie from my family who I've brought her in. You know, it's a different. Totally. There's different stakes.
2: One hundred percent, and I agree with you. Like, just like you just said, I have no idea what it's like to have a child and be away from that child, especially my. You know, my podcast, my co-host, you know, made a good point. He was like, you know, that child lost his mom. Like, can you imagine the bond, even the stronger bond they have together? Totally. Because, you know, totally. so like that also, and then, you know, him trying to figure out if, if Katie's the one. Like, there's a lot going on. So I don't blame Michael for necessarily leaving. I no, no not at all. Yeah, exactly. I just, it's just, I think in a way, if he thought she was the one or the vice versa, I think they would have figured out a way to make it work
1: it's just convenient and listen we all look for convenient solutions when you get into a breakup that's just the reality like and it's um it, it and and also I just want to reiterate I'm still a huge Michael a fan I don't think he's a bad person like I'm like I'm just like listen I've everyone has done some version of this and you know just like you said like I'm looking for relatability in these subjects on the show like the the drama is fine and some of it when it's created out of you know thin air you go All right, This is enough already but when it's real Stuff that people can relate to that's when it gets A little juicy a little yep, fun agreed, yep. uh, Okay so I, I have to ask you a question Um, As a DJ <laughs> We have three men Left okay we have <laughs> Justin we have Blake And we have sensitive Greg How what type Of person at a DJ concert would each of them be oh. So what how would you like there's different types that go to a concert that you play when you when you DJ there's a million different types I wouldn't know you would know better than me I don't go to a lot of concerts but how would you describe who at the who at the concert is each of the remaining men I love that question actually cuz
2: so it's funny because we don't honestly I don't know much about Justin I feel yeah. like I don't know very much about him but his facial expressions are incredible, so I find him to be in the corner judging all my transitions, and I can see okay. whether he likes the song I picked, whether he likes the transition I made. Yeah, so that's Justin. Uh, he's the
1: I, he's the eye roll yeah, guy yeah. who knows DJing and doesn't buy that a bat, former bachelorette contestant could ever be on this. Could ever Me. be a good DJ. And then he leaves the show being like, fuck, Blake's actually not too bad. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's you know. what you have to convince yourself <laughs> yeah. to, so that you can, you know, get out of bed in the morning. I get yeah, that. Okay. Exactly, exactly.
2: Uh, so, Blake. I actually think Blake is the guy front row going, like, fan. Like, going fan. going wild. Yeah. I think Blake is front row. <laughs> I'm pouring shots in his mouth off the stage. Like, I think that's who Blake yes. is. Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I'm with you 100%. Yep. Okay. And what, what do we put sensitive Greg? And let's see. For Greg... Uh, I think Greg is the one kind of
2: in. The, so I think Greg is the one kind of in the back, and he's scoping out the ladies. I think that's what Greg's doing. I think he's scoping out the ladies a little bit. Yeah, that's what I think. And I'm not necessarily in a bad way. Like no. but I think that he's kind of laying back and letting the ladies come to him, scoping them out. He's
1: yeah. good-looking enough where it wouldn't be creepy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> if so. it was, if he was ugly, it'd be a problem. So okay. <laughs> now, as a DJ, as the playlist guy, the self-proclaimed playlist guy. Give me a five-song playlist you would make for Katie. And okay. listen, to the listeners at home, I surprised Blake with all of these questions. He's doing this off the top of his head. So <laughs> let's not be harsh. I, I I'm, We didn't do any prep for this. So.
2: <laughs> okay, actually, I got to come. So like recent, like, you know, top 40 right now, I think the Olivia Rodrigo song, the fucking one where it's like, it's like, you know, the whole, uh, it's basically like old-school
1: throwback. I can't think of the name of the yeah. song now.
2: Um, where she's like, I, I'm, I'm happy you're happy uh, and
1: healthy. Okay. So good for you. Just
2: like yelling. Thank you.
1: St- Stacy helping us out here. So Stacy, <laughs> uh, for you. the yes, producer, good for you by good Olivia Rodriguez. Okay. I could, see, I could see, I could see, I could see Katie jamming out to that, screaming yeah. that in a car. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any Kate other sort of a
2: little bit of an alternative rock kind of girl personally? Sure. I, I would throw a little like, uh, the killers in there um abs okay i throw a little killers uh i can't think of that
1: name of that song right now for being the playlist guy i can't think of <laughs> names of the listen, song listen I, I listen i google how to spell restaurants so you're good i understand <laughs> i understand the problem um, so we got the killers in there we
2: got olivia rodrigo um i'd throw in i also think though she might like gosh, she might like a little uh like hardcore rap maybe not hip-hop okay history, but i think a little hardcore rap we'd throw in a little um let's see i'm trying to think maybe a little drake in there uh, okay i like that yeah a little drake in there and then honestly i throw more classics in there with uh fallout boy i throw a little fall boy maybe like uh love it uh whitney houston dance in there The okay
1: so those are the five we're going to post that on the instagram story for the Butcher <laughs> account we're going to put blake's mix for for katie now okay let's get into some juice okay. are you dating anybody how is it to date how does it go? How does it all work out? How do you meet people? And has it changed since the show to now? How, what, give me your whole kind of deal.
2: Uh, Yeah, I am dating, man. I'm single. I'm single, but I am okay. dating. Um, yeah, it's it, so what I always say- Is it a
1: Raya situation? Is it? Is there a dating app in your- What are you using? I'm actually on the wait list with Raya for about three years now, so I'm a little- I'm Come a little on! About that. <laughs> yeah, man. I think they just forgot
2: about me. I didn't take it serious so I was like oh, I'll get led on and then I'm on the way
1: oh this is horrible okay you gotta DM them or something
2: I <laughs> know uh, I need to call them or that's what everybody tells me just call them but um yeah I mean I always say like dating hasn't necessarily gotten easier or harder it's just it's different like before mm. the show it was a lot maybe you know harder to get dates but like the dates were a lot better where now it's easier to get dates but not necessarily know the intention of the dates you know and kind of like sometimes they come in knowing everything about me and it's kind of a little sure. bit weird, weird moments
1: um, so that's hard and and into a to add to that you're in a weird position and i think this is the hardest position in the world where you are not allowed to assume that anyone knows anything about you mm-hmm. because you would be a dickhead and like if you went on the date and you assume that like someone knows your history even if they did they could go Oh, he's so full of himself. He thinks yeah. everyone knows everything about him. Like, and some people who do know everything about you play it like they they do the, you know, the game where they go, "Uh, I don't who? Yeah. I don't even Do you
2: have a sister or, you know, you're like where do you where are you from?" You know, like <laughs> one of those like,
1: yeah. You're yeah.
2: so right cuz then it's then I'm a douchebag if I assume it. It uh, it is a little difficult. It's different. It's
1: just so uh, someone's listening. Someone's listening right now, being like, "Oh, life is so hard. <laughs> Too many dates where someone knows everything about you and won't admit it. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. Yeah." So and it is it is weird coming off the show because
2: there's like no in between. Either you meet people who like know exactly who you are and everything about you, or they know nothing about you. So it's kind of totally. hard to navigate that. There's like a listen. Weird- I
1: I was I I've had this happen where. Someone will be like Jared, and I'll be like, and 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 I'll and listen, I, I have no fo- you know, d- the small pe- amount of people who know me, but uh, Jared and I have made the mistake where I go, yes, and they're like, <laughs> they're, they're like from college, we know each other from college, you know me, and I'm like, oh, I okay, sorry, I'm an asshole, yeah, and you make that mistake once, you feel it down your spine, oh, and you're like, oh, I'm the worst, too,
2: where like I'll forget I've met people. And then they're like, "You know me." We met like five times. We're like, Fuh. I did it last night. I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry."
1: There's nobody. Oh. No, no, no. But there's nobody more annoying than the "you know me" person. <laughs> that that person is an asshole. Because if listen, I go when I go up to someone who I know, and I'm not sure if they know me. I go, "Hey, I'm Jared. We met three years ago. It was a you know this place. Remember the coffee shop? Like I." I coach them up and I think that's a favor I'm doing them. I'm that's not looking to get to into, it. right? Like who's yeah. looking, who is that asshole looking to get in a situation where they go, you know me <laughs> yeah. and just stare at you. Yep. It's like, dude, how much time do you have? <laughs> so true. What's the last date you went on and how did you meet the person? Uh, like legitimate dates legit date. Not yeah. not you hanging at a bar in Denver just putting the vibe out there like Greg Griga, Greg, you know, like sensitive Greg.
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> it would have been about six weeks ago, maybe a month to six weeks ago. Um a girl who I've known for a really long time and she just happened to be back in town and I was like, hey do you want to grab a drink? And it was something like that. Uh but I will admit like this DJing thing where I'm gone every single weekend. Mm. I do multiple cities weekend. It's hard. Like I don't think it would be hard if I'm in a relationship. I don't think it'd be that hard because I only work like three days a week, and then I come home and it's great. Mm-hmm. I bring home work or work home with me. But right now it is hard to like meet somebody. I'll admit that. But once I'm in a relationship, it'll be okay. But it's hard to meet somebody right now, traveling as much as I do. So. The
1: travel makes it hard. I'm I'm coming to you live from Orlando right now, so I understand the travel life is is difficult. Now, what's the wor- What what constitutes a bad DJ gig? Like. You know, you're in this new industry like, listen, I do stand up. I know when I walk in and someone says, yeah, you're going to go you're going to go stand on that um, stoop over there. And it's, you know, it's about seven people outside and they'll be milling around. I'm like, oh, here we go. I know a bad stand up show. I can see it from a thousand miles away. What's what constitutes a bad DJ show? Yeah, so I, I've a hell got, a hell gig. And do you have a hell gig story?
2: Yeah, I, I do got one actually. It was my first so I I got pretty lucky. I because of my, you know, following, if you will, like I go sure. to the where so I have I've been lucky enough where I have I've skipped that weird time where like I'm playing for six hours at a pool party and nobody even looks at me. You know, I kind of skipped that. Like I go to yeah. I'm like more or less headlining, you know, right now. So I feel very lucky. and. But very that, that,
1: that's an acknowledge, you know, I'm sure there's DJs out there who are happy you're acknowledging that. Like, yes, you yeah. didn't you didn't have to go to the cocktail party for the yeah. office party where they were wanting to be a little bit more cool than just the normal, you know, uh, yep. you know, workplace. Yeah, I get that.
2: I've never had to DJ a wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I kind of skipped
1: that. You, um, you've never had, had to you've never had to introduce the bride and groom yeah, and their exactly, douchey yeah. friends with their horrible entrances. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Okay. So what um, is so what's the worst one?
2: So the one thing that I always say that like I so I'm not the best I'm getting very I'm getting good. I'm pretty good now. Mm-hmm. But the You're one thing kinda. I do have is the energy. Like I can interact with the crowd very, very well. Um mm-hmm. and I can bring energy up in a crowd, and that's something I pride myself on. But I'll never forget, I'm not gonna say the city because that everybody'll know. But uh all the cities are
1: the best cities you've ever been to. I get
2: it. <laughs> but recently I did one and it was exactly like you said. Like I walk in, I was like, There's not very many people here. It was like a weekday. I was like, there's not very many people here. And then I kind of went up on stage and there was multiple buttons broken on the deck on the board oh, no. and buttons that I used. So I was like, whoa. And then <laughs> um no. the host, more or less like my contact. Yeah blacked out like could barely walk and oh my god oh my god yeah so i played for maybe 90 minutes and i was just like i gotta get out of here i
1: was like this is. i mean not having uh, first of all how long is a normal set 90 minutes sounds like a long time
2: two hours usually is like a normal set
1: roughly two hours and not having the buttons like what's going on like how do you do it
2: i had to use the buttons on my computer or the mouse since like i had it was brutal
1: yeah. The, well, I mean, I've done gigs where you go in and they go, yeah, you're going to go up, you're going to do 30 minutes. We need you to be totally clean and you can't mention, uh, use the word the, so you're like, <laughs> like, and you're like uh, um, okay. Um, you know, like, yeah. what do I do here? I'm sure you do kind of know what it, yeah. You know it more than me because that's
2: really the only bad one I've had, but I mean, sure I'll have more, you know, when I was due a bad, Dude, one. So I was like, okay. One time
1: this is a good I, I see that's it comes with the territory of, of performing in general, like you know, I always look at musicians and I get jealous because I'm like, you can just be background music and it's fine. Like, just like, get me out of here. I'll, I, you know, no one's gonna like. You, I need a, the response from a crowd. One time, I did a um, a show at a minor league baseball stadium, and I went on after the game, but before they were gonna do a fireworks display. So I came on stage there. So the game ends, and this guy goes to the middle of the field with a microphone. It's like 1,100 people, like little kids. Who's at a minor league baseball game? (laughs) And this guy goes to the center of the thing, and he goes, uh, hey, who's ready for the fireworks? And these kids are like, ah! Like, they go crazy. And then he goes, but first, we're going to have some stand-up comedy. And (laughs) these kids, like, you'd see, like, 8-year-olds turning to their moms, like, what the fuck is stand-up comedy? Like, they're like, (laughs) what's going on? And I went out there and bombed for ten, the longest ten minutes of my life. And then I was like, "Good night, everybody." And then the fireworks went off, and I was like, "Man." It, so, you get in these situations, and it's all situational. Like having the drunk guy greet you, you're like, "Ah, oh, here we go." Yeah. No button. Here's another thing. You know, like you know it from the hotel check-in.
2: Yeah, it's like this could be one of those. But you're right. So when you're up on stage, it's just kind of interesting because, like. People know, or, like, they can feel it. People know when you fuck up. Like, if I fuck up, the only people that notice are DJs, honestly. Like, your friends, like... Horrible transition, but if I drop a banger in, (laughs) if I drop a song that everybody loves, it's like, oh, all of a sudden the party's back. You know what I mean? Well,
1: that's the beauty of like old jokes. I know work. Like, oh, if I try this new one, like I'm just gonna play Olivia Rodrigo at some point. You know, like
2: (laughs) exactly. I'm just gonna play Fall Out Boy, and it'll bring up bring the crowd back.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Blake, this is amazing. Is there any? What are your predictions for the season? Do you have a prediction? A final? I do. you Think's gonna go down.
2: I, I think Katie is. I think Katie and Blake are going to end up together. Yeah. I think they're great together. I think from the beginning, when I already was on the season, I was like, damn, they actually are going to work really well together. So I think that's who's going to finish. I think Justin goes home this week, and it comes down to Greg and uh, Blake first.
1: So I look, Did you know Blake before he came on the show, or yeah, met I did him, actually, hung out with him.
2: Yeah, he, he reached out to me after his first Bachelorette season uh, just for like... This guy
1: minutes. this guy DMs everybody.
2: Yeah, we actually had a couple really good conversations right after the show. So I'm actually... I know him pretty well, actually. Um, okay. But yeah, when I heard he was on it, I was like, okay. I was like, all
1: right. You could, you could sense the vibe. You could see that this was going to go well. I have one last question, and this comes up on our podcast a lot. How do these Bachelor alumni get-togethers happen? Like... You kind of see them, you know, every now and again, you're on Instagram stories, you see a a hang in New York, you see a Nashville hang, do you see a San Diego hang? You know, Austin gets in there, Denver every now and again. Mm -hmm. Is there, is it like, does it, does it, does it happen around a sponsorship or is it more natural?
2: uh m- most of the time it's pretty natural there are sponsorships there's like you know like pot podcasts or whatever like something like that or like a concert maybe where we get all free tickets um but honestly it's just a weird family that all of a sudden you're th- like you're in it's like very incestual family but like it is a family and it's a weird thing where any city you go to pretty much major city like you have a couch to crash on and that's oh, pretty yeah. cool um but like Plus this we have something like- go, ahead. go ahead i'm sorry I'll say this weekend I'm playing in Cleveland. I'm doing a DJ set in Cleveland on Friday. And I just DM Michael. He lives out there. And I was like, dude, you want to come to my DJ set? He's like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to. So I think Michael might come to my sets, you know, Friday. So it's just like this weird thing where you just like an understood, I don't know, thing. He didn't say he couldn't
1: leave his kid forever. And he, (laughs) he was able to find a sitter. So
2: I, I, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I, it is, no, that's interesting. I I would assume you guys all share an experience and, That's you know that no one else can understand that's got to be a is there ever someone that hangs around like is there an age limit like is there a part is there a bachelor alumni that like keeps coming around. Like, is there someone that, like, is the guy that's at, hanging out at the high school parties too long? Who is known as that person?
2: I've actually never really thought about that. And I'm going to – I love this guy to death. Actually, he lives here in Denver. Chris Mikowski. You know, that dude's been on six different shows. He's, <laughs> you know, but I love that but guy.
1: He, he's a big guy. Like he, he's him. the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. They stay the same age. <laughs> yeah. No, I
2: love that guy, though. He's great. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, actually, now that I think about it, when we're out with other bachelor people, I completely forget ages. Kind of weird now I think about because like I do hang with some like younger because I'm 32. And I do mm-hmm. hang with some pretty young bachelor people. So I've never really thought about it. Maybe well, I'm that what, guy, Jared. Maybe. Well, I'm that
1: <laughs> well, that's what I always I always bring that up every season when I'm like thinking of like contestants going on the show. You're like, you know, I always look at the age, but like they're also the similar personalities. That you know the personality that would go on a reality show is somewhat similar at 24 mm-hmm. than it is to 32. I would assume. Yeah, but. I would assume also if I was 36 living in a house with some 23 year old dudes, I'd be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. You know, <laughs> I'm here,
2: I'm here. We, were, we actually talked about that last night. Me and Chris were hanging out and he was like, his friend was like, dude, you have such a rubber arm. Like, I barely have to convince you to do anything. I'm like, yeah, that's why we were on the television show. Like, that's why we were <laughs> to be on the That's right. What's not- a rubber arm? Yeah, like a rubber arm. Where like you, you stand strong, you say no, and then all of a sudden you kind of just like go limp, and you go and do whatever people like people say. Like if it's a Tuesday night and people invite me out, I'm like, no, oh. you're like please, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll be there.
1: <laughs> you're you're down to hang. Is yeah, me? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well listen blake this is fantastic we're pumped to have you on the bachelor everyone go follow blake at uh H if you don't already and also his podcast behind the rose podcast i was a guest on there it's a fantastic show everyone go get subscribed rate review do all the kind things that are great do you have any um do you have any gigs coming up that people can this is coming out tomorrow so you you said you're in cleveland is there like where can people go
2: yeah I'm at Cleveland this Friday at uh, Barley House Cleveland and then in two weeks I'm out in Nashville playing Blended Fest Music Fest I'm like opening up for like Cascade and Blanco Brown and all these big guys so come out to that oh, shit yeah it's gonna
1: Nashville be that's gonna be so much fun I, I was just there I mean that town is just out of control so yeah. thank you Blake for coming on this has been The Bachelor we'll be back with a regular episode uh, following the, the hometowns
3: batches